on this episode of AV Week, the impact of government relations on the AV industry, where UC belongs in the residential side of the industry, and Avixa says AV business has stabilized. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 576, recorded Friday, September 2nd, 2022. AV Economics. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Chief, the global leader in commercial AV mounting solutions, and by Middle Atlantic, what great systems are built on. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week, first and foremost, Melissa Dillman with Zoom. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, Tim. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. If you're not watching the video, uh, Melissa is sporting her brand spanking new uh, purple Zoom shirt, so that's pretty cool. Uh, congratulations to her. Uh, an old friend who I haven't seen in uh, forever, uh, Patrick Murray uh, with Control House, uh, living over in Germany, but still doing the AV thing. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Tim. No trade shows, so we don't get to see each other, right? That is kind of how that works, sir, unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. And last but not least, a young man, and I, I emphasize the young part, uh, from CCI's Houston office, Xavier Kilkelly, also one of the newest 40 Under 40 from Commercial Integrator. Welcome, sir, and congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So really quickly, I, I, we're not going to talk about 40 under 40. It's a great thing. Don't don't at me. I think it's a fantastic thing. I'm not saying that because Chris now and I were uh, on the on the inaugural class. It's eight years old. Just to put the math. OK, um, but it is a cool thing. Right. Uh, Xavier, really quickly. What what does that mean for a, a young person and, and just, you know, a, a young AV professional uh, coming up through the industry? What does it mean to be put on a list like that? You know, for me, it's a it's a great honor, right? Uh, I think that anytime you're recognized for for anything that you do, and whether it's in your industry or in your home, if you you know make the dishes and, and your wife is is happy that you did it, I think that recognition goes a long way. Uh, it's inspiring, right? Uh, being that I came into the industry, uh, didn't really know much, and through the help of others, uh, really. Uh, I've been able to grow uh, within the industry, and it just shows that no matter where you come from or, or how you get into this industry, anything is possible, uh, and the industry is willing to recognize you for that. Um, I think that it, it's something that uh, I, I didn't expect, but I'm, I'm really grateful for. Um, and you know, I hope that some somebody somewhere looks at at me on that magazine and reads about it and, and thinks that they can do it too. Uh, and I think that that's the biggest thing. I just you know being able to have other other young young people or uh, even older people be inspired by um, you know some some <laughs> some kid coming into to AV learning the space and and having some fun doing it. So yeah, it's a great honor, and uh, I'm really appreciative of, of CI Integrated for or CI Magazine for for looking to uh, <laughs> to uh, expose me in that way. So it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So congratulations again, and, and to all the other uh, 40 under 40s. You can check that out. We'll uh, we'll put a link on this episode's page. Uh, first story comes to us from our friends over at AV Network and SCN. Avixa has released the July numbers for uh, their uh, pro-AV uh, growth, uh, quote-unquote mixed economic signals. Uh, according to the report, 
Uh, in Avix's latest Pro AV Business Index, July marked another solid month for the Pro AV industry, a slight downturn. Uh, the AV Sales Index, AVI-S, uh, measured at 61.4, uh, slight um, redu reduction from June, which was at 63.3. Just to give you context, most months were hitting around 60 prior to the pandemic. Peter Hansen from Avixa says, quote unquote, comments from our survey respondents indicate that the barriers to faster growth remain on the supply side with a lack of available skilled workers and especially long lead times on certain products slowing project worth work. This also comes around the same time that the U.S. second quarter GDP numbers came out in late July, revealing a second consecutive quarter of contraction. Typically, two consecutive quarters of GDP contraction is a definition of a recession, but we're not in one as far as most economists kind of give uh, give the economy, um, you know, they, they do some, some waiting there. So most economists are not saying that we are in a recession yet. Uh, Xavier, I'll, I'll start with you on this. When you look and you talk to your clients uh, as they're rolling out new projects, as they're starting new builds and looking for towards the third quarter and the first quarter of 2023, are you feeling what, what Avix is saying, that we're still on good, solid ground uh, as far as the, uh, the, the AV economy goes? Yeah, you know, I, I think as far as the AV economy goes, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Because uh, with COVID and everything that happened around that, uh, companies have become a lot more technology focused. Uh, and I feel like in my, in my situation, at least, they've expanded their budget a bit to accommodate that need for technology. Uh, not every office is going to have the ability to bring everyone back in. Uh, so they're really focusing on that video collaboration side. Um, the challenges that I see are really from the supply chain side of things and clients wanting the technology but not being able to actually implement it into their uh, organizations or in their environments. So I think that's the biggest challenge uh, from an actual like overall spend. I think that uh, from an AV perspective, if you do have a diverse portfolio, uh, I think that you'll find that you'll be you know okay. Uh, companies are really looking to enhance technology in every way. The, gone are the days of, uh, oh, we, we, we don't need video conferencing or we shouldn't look at uh, this new technology that's out. People are, are really asking questions. They're being more uh, interested in kind of what's going on uh, in the space. And it's forced a lot of AV companies, I feel, to pivot and start to think about new gear, new uh, supplies and, and where they can get this stuff from. So I think as long as you... Uh, from an AV perspective, at least from the sales side, right? As long as you're kind of educated on what's out there uh, and you can pitch what, what is available, I think that you'll be all right. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're a house that's focused on one particular manufacturer for how you do your designs, I think that um, that, that will be a challenge for, for companies for sure. Patrick, across the Atlantic, uh, obviously the economy of the EU and specifically Germany, where you are, uh, they have different um, thing, different elements and um, issues that are affecting th that economy. However, recession or at least a, re a retraction in the economy is being felt globally. So, when where you're sitting, uh, is this something that that kind of resonates with you? Where you're sitting as far as the AV economy? Well, I think um, it depends on you know where you're at, like what what kind of vertical you're in. So. Like what uh, Xavier said, if if you have a bunch of different kinds of customers, AV can 
pretty much be recession proof. Like we're not trading stocks. So um, we're, we're installing equipment. And like if you're in higher ed, does that recession hit higher ed? I, you would know that better than I would. Or if you're working for municipalities or defense or something like that, I often wonder how much these kind of headlines affect different types of integrators. And um, like what you were talking about, the supply side issue, it's really hard to get equipment. So getting the projects doesn't really seem to be the issue. It seems to be getting equipment to do the projects. And I'm going to go along with Xavier there. Like we need to start looking at alternatives because a lot of the things we deliver can be done with commodity equipment, just tablets and mini computers. And, you know, we don't always need this proprietary kind of equipment. So, um, but then you mentioned the skilled workers as well. And that's even a level extra level up is to have the skills to turn that commodity into uh, equipment into something that, you know, translates to AV. And, and to kind of speak to Patrick's point about the skilled workers and having uh, the ability once you get the gear to, to actually install it. Um, I think that organizations as a whole are going to have to look at how they acquire talent uh, and their education that they provide within their organization to teach people uh, how to, uh, you know, be better prepared out in the field so that uh, even if you have a shortage of technicians or engineers in the, in, in the, in the way that you typically go out, your HR team typically goes out and acquires talent, uh, you can at least go to fields that are similar or areas that are similar to your, 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 you know, your company and actually train up uh, individuals to uh, be able to kind of to, to get out there and, and tackle some of these jobs because I think that's going to be the next problem, right? The gear is going to become available all at once. You're going to have a hundred different organizations uh, ready to get their project started, and there's not going to be enough subcontractors uh, to take on the work. So organizations really have to focus on how they are acquiring talent, where they are acquiring talent from, and start looking and thinking outside of the box. Um, and education within that they provide within their organization is going to be really important because people are going to need that. Uh, and so that's where you should start to focus, I think, as well from a, from an organizational standpoint. All right, Melissa, you know, whether it's the economy part or even the, the labor part, you know, when you look at this story, what what strikes you as the most important aspect for, for the integrators? You know, I think these guys are spot on. It's all about, um, going to be about your talent pool. Brand loyalty has started to take a side step. Uh, product is king. If you have the product available, if you can make it work, that's what the customers are going for. I think we're getting ready to see the return um, start to turn a little more. We're seeing more activity in offices who are rethinking the way they're laid out, how they're going to approach return to office, but definitely seeing more activity on that side of it. So that's exciting. And, you know, the, the comment about whether we're in a recession or not, I had a professor once who taught me the difference between a recession and a depression was whether or not you had a job, right? They can mean two very different things. And I see a lot of talent out in the market right now, not necessarily all of them being picked up as quickly as one would think. So at this point, you know, if you can find the bodies, I, I agree, grab the bodies, get them trained, get them prepared, because I believe we're certainly gonna see a lot more movement in the coming months. Next story comes to us from AV Magazine, a ban on the use of illuminated and light-emitting advertising displays after 10 p.m. has been introduced to meet 
and exceed energy use reduction targets agreed at the European Union level. According to new details about the energy, energy saving regulations published by Munich-based digital signage consultancy Invitis, says the regulations have been written, quote unquote, at great speed, and there are still some uncertainties as how they will work. Patrick, I swear to you, I forgot that you were in Germany, but I, it's a happy accident that this story came this week. Talk to us for a second about what the EU is doing and, and how not just this specific regulation, but other government regulations are going to have a negative impact on the AV industry and their users. Well, Europe has an energy problem, right? They were dependent on importing energy, and um, now that's gone away. So the EU has decided to reduce energy use, usage by 15%, and then Germany decided to reduce it by 20% on their own. And um, that needs to come from somewhere. So I kind of get the feeling that they're just looking at everything across the board. How could we kind of pick off little bits and pieces of this energy problem? And these displays that are on all the time um, are actually a great place to start. I think it's well-intentioned, as a lot of these things are. But I do have a huge issue with the five-day deadline. That's just ridiculous um, because on the practical side, you know, how are you going to make that happen? They're assuming that all these things are on the network and there's an IT team ready to go. And in reality, you try to get IT to do something in five days. Good luck. And that's assuming that the, all those displays are on the network, right? What if they're not on the network? So I'm picturing like a guy running around with a van, burning up all this diesel, you know, <laughs> installing little relays that had to be manufactured somewhere. So are we really at a net negative on the whole thing? And you could just go on and on and on. Um, it turns out a lot of these displays are replacing lights in dark places. So in the subway, if you turn off all those displays, it's suddenly dark. So there may be an increase in crime. Again, it's all well-intentioned, but the way these things play it out, play out, um, just trying to push it through like that, it uh, leaves a lot to be desired. All right, Melissa. Um, Melissa's in Georgia. Uh, Xavier's in Texas. A couple of, of rather conservative states. So take a look at this, either from the state level, Melissa, or, or the, the federal level. What other sort of regulations, or do you foresee the, 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 federal, the U.S. federal government taking a look at, at energy savings and, and doing things that will impact our industry? You know, it's, it's interesting um, that California has recently announced, right, by 2025, all vehicles will be electric. Okay, but you want me to turn off LEDs, which are very low in the power that they're drawing. Here in Atlanta, I mean, I would make the case, not necessarily that I'm concerned about how bright, um, how much power they're drawing, but there's also been a big movement that some of these um, signs along the road are so ultra bright, it's distracting. Um, you know, maybe there's a happy medium. I don't know that the states are gonna go after trying to, to make these changes like Germany did. Five day window, that seems, you know, absolutely impossible. So, I agree with, you know, we do the best we can and conserve where we can, but it has to be legitimate. And, you know, like, like Patrick said, how much diesel are you spending trying to get crews rescuing these things in five days? So, um, good effort. We'll give them a, a good effort, um, but execution might, might need a little more work. Yeah, and I agree. Well, I, I'm in Texas, so 
I'll just leave that there with that, right? <laughs> um, so we may be a little, yeah, right. We may be a little slower to that than um, than some other states, but um, I, I feel like that's the way of the world. Uh, the way of the world is conservation and and trying to you know, quote unquote save the earth, and so they'll they'll do that in in whatever way uh, they see fit. I, I think that if it does make it to the states for digital signage and what that means to digital signage, I think it, it makes it. It's even more important now to have the right integration partner uh, helping you out with that digital signage phase or, or, and how you want to deliver your message. I think that if you're appropriately monetizing digital signage, you have a great idea of when your message is being delivered the most effective anyway, and it probably isn't at 10 p.m., right? So I think that from that standpoint, it helps to it helps for data that is driven uh, behind the technology uh, to help guide people, uh, help guide customers on when and where they should display their technology, and it may, it may help out for the AV industry just a little bit because now there's going to be a bigger conversation around how do we deploy this and how do we make it effective. Um, so I think that all in all, for what it wants, to, for what it's going to do for the environment, I think it's great, and for what it's going to do for the industry, I think it's also great because you have more intelligent conversations around how uh, content is being uh, delivered and, and marketed to. Uh, individuals abroad. Yeah, just to kind of tail onto that, it brings uh, the control conversation back to the table because it's not by default that every digital signage system even has control. And it could be a tough sell, but something like this could be real incentive to convince people that control is important um, to save energy and to have that, you know, access to all of your deployments. That's why it's my favorite part of AV, dude. I'm not good at it, but it's still my favorite part. On and off. It's not that hard. Oh, I know. I know. One and zero. One, zero. I'm still not good at it, guys. Seriously. Why, <laughs> it's just tough. I'm with you on that, Tim. That's why I make friends with people like Patrick and Steve Greenblatt, okay? There you go. <laughs> um, Pub has got our last story. Cedia Expo announced the second annual IMCCA Work From Home Showcase at Cedia Expo 2022. Cedia Expo, really quickly, is the 29th of September through October 1st. Aviation will be there uh, and we'll be hanging out with our friends at IMCCA for a bit. Through a partnership with Cedia Expo, the Interactive Multimedia and Collaborative Communications Alliance, which is what IMCCA stands for, will bring insights, subject matter experts, and interactive demonstrations to Cedia Expo 2022. Te technically and, and literally, uh, IMPCA will be presenting a quote-unquote state-of-the-work-from-home industry sessions uh, to the CDA Expo Smart Stage. In addition uh, to the, uh, the CDA Expo Smart Stage, an innovation hub will feature topics and brands highlighting best practices for design and installation considerations for light commercial spaces and resi-mercial opportunities. Now, if you don't know what CDA Expo is and never heard of CDA Expo, 30-second version, it's the residential version of Infocom. It is where uh, the CI channel, the custom installation channel, goes to find the latest, greatest AV. There are a lot of commercial AV companies that will be there. Um, but, Melissa, when you look at, at this, and this again, this is the second time the IMCCA has been involved with Cedia Expo, what exactly does Cedia and the residential channel have to do with collaboration? <laughs> Well, it's, it's perfectly simple. I think they're smart to take this on. I think we're all looking for the easy button. So I have my work from home set up or they're going to help me deploy it. At some point, I'm going to go to the office. 
Is there a way to easily travel all of my settings, all of my environment with me back to the office? Let's say there's a QR code and I can scan it. And now it knows my calendar at my workstation. It, it knows my contacts. It's ready for me as if I were working from home. So having that flexibility to be able to take my environment that's already set up, I work from home a majority of the time, but when I do go to the office, I need that same functionality without a complete refresh. I don't want to have to set all of it up again. Um, and as we transition more and more, the executives, they should have the same experience as home that they do in their boardroom. So it makes perfect sense that, that the CDA membership get engaged with how do we better provide that continuity of experience um, in both environments or even remotely. You know, if I'm traveling, can I still have that same connectivity, that same experience? So I think it's really bright of them to, to go and analyze how to help their membership do this even better. And it'll be very useful, I think, to many people. Um, we started out the pandemic, everybody bought a camera that was good enough. Worth, what, three years later? Now we want a camera a little better than that, right? Now we want it, oh, we really do need to hear and we need to, to see. So I think they have a good opportunity in it and it's a great opportunity for them to get involved and I can see it working for um, their customer base as well. So good for them. All right, Xavier, same kind of question is, is what, what does this have to do with the residential market? And, and do you see a, a space here for, you know, end users going between, you know, their home, you know, AV having commercial uh, products and back to the office? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, as time passes, we, the more and more we realize that uh, the work from home is here to stay uh, and how organizations pivot around that. Uh, is, is, is really yet to be seen. But I, I think that office spaces are going to start to become more collaborative spaces, uh, more so than individual workstations. So the home office may end up being the more comfortable environment for people. Uh, and if you, well, I, I think for me personally, I love working at home, but uh, if, if, if that's the case, then I think technology does have to to shift in that way, and and I, and I think that having things like that uh, displayed at this type of expo is going to be huge. It's going to be huge for everyone. And look, the more technology people start to learn about, the the more uh, they want to you know place it in different environments is kind of expected, right? So I mean, you see it at schools. My my six year old has an iPad and a and a laptop. I, I didn't even know what that was at six. So it, it it's it's. People are going to be raised into this technology. You might as well uh, start to have conversations around making it uh, a pleasant and seamless experience uh, from the boardroom to to your home office. Yeah, Xavier, I know you're 40 under 40, but that's because it didn't exist when you were six. So. <laughs> I know true. you're young, Bob. But... Right, that's true. <laughs> Our internet lived on a library shelf, and oh. it was a row of books, right? Remember those days? Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, anyhow. Uh, Patrick, the last word on this. Where, where does where does you see and, and collaboration belong uh, for, for end users when it comes to the home versus the office? Well, I think it makes perfect sense for Cedia. Um, if companies are actually 
giving their employees a budget for higher end peripherals at home, then there's definitely a, a play there too, because if the residential's installer is in the home anyway, then that's the obvious person to ask where to get that kind of hardware. But like what Melissa was saying was, it seems like it's more of a, gonna be an IT type of a thing or remote management where your settings are following you around. How are you gonna you know, avoid the, can you hear me, can you hear me? Are there any way to, is there any way to do system checks before the meeting to make sure everybody's really ready to go? Things like that, that kind of quality of service, there could definitely be a managed services play for resumercial integrators and that's the last thing I'd like to say is, can we please stop saying that? I don't think that should be a part of anybody's elevator pitch. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, you know? It, it doesn't. And I'm, this is a general kind of last question, and, and, and all three of you at the same time can answer or, or whatever, or, or one at a time. Um, I, I point out one last time that, that Patrick is in Germany. And my basic and, and limited exposure to the European market, in that market – there is not a residential and commercial split like there is in the U.S. You do a V. It doesn't matter where it is, right? Um, that is one of the – Patrick's shaking it. I said sort of kind of so, – so correct me here, right? Um, because that was my understanding is one of the successes of ISC, Integrated Systems Europe, is the fact that it's it's got residential products and, and commercial products cobbled together because, you know, depending on where you are in Europe – you can kind of do both. Am I am I wrong on that, Patrick? Yeah, I, I no, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think um, you're kind of correct, but it depends on geographically where you are. Then I I'm think wrong. that you can say I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I I think <laughs> that in the states, wrong all the time. I think in the states there's just more uh, neighborhoods, I guess you could say, where um, residential integration is popular and people are willing to spend the money on that. I think it's it's a more difficult play in Europe. And even higher-end homes here, the electrician tends to install a lot of the automation and integration. Um, but there are there are fewer, much fewer integrators who specialize in resi. Uh, you're right there. But but to say that everyone does both, it wouldn't be accurate either. I think most most integrators here it would be safe to say do commercial. Very good. Well, thank you all so much. Um, Melissa Dillman, very nice to see you, and, and congratulations uh, on joining uh, the fine folks at Zoom. How do people connect with you or, uh, or your small company, Zoom? So, you know, we'll, do the, we'll make the attorneys happy and do the, you know, all viewpoints were my own, solely my own, not spoken upon or behalf of Zoom. There you go. Attorney's happy. Um, but you can reach me at melissa.dillman at zoom.us, which... So creative, but easy to remember. Thanks right. for having me, Tim. Absolutely, man. All the time. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Murray, good to see you, sir. Uh, and, and, and you know, I know in, in real life we haven't seen each other in a minute, but seriously, good to see you. How do people connect with you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's probably the easiest, uh, Patrick Murray. And uh, learnavprogramming.com is one of my websites and also integratingtechnologypodcast.com. A few different places you can find me. I was on that one once, I think. The very first one. A long, long you time. You got to do it ago. again. <laughs> I I don't do anything. Ask ask my team. I don't do anything. Um, Xavier, good to see you, sir. Um, and congratulations again on the forty under forty. Uh, how do people connect with you? 
Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Xavier Killer Kelly. I know it may be difficult to spell out, but uh, K-I-L-L-I-K-E-L-L-Y. That's the last name. Uh, I'm always, you know, on LinkedIn, always available. Uh, also, my, my email, Kelly at cti.com. Absolutely. Thank you all so much. Uh, for us, for AB Nation, uh, go by our website. Do not follow me on the Twitters. Uh, I'm about a week away from really, really uh, regretting being a Bears fan. But uh, yeah, go by the website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. While you are there, please check out uh, our brand spanking new uh, re reconfigured AV profession. Uh, Taylor Moore, uh, our, our writer here uh, at AV Nation and at CTI, uh, is taking on the task of interviewing uh, individual AV professionals and just kind of getting their story about how they got involved in the industry, what they think of the industry so far, and what they see towards the future. So check out the AV profession as well. I mentioned Cedia Expo. We are heading down there, so you can check out our pre-show coverage where we interview folks and, and see what they'll be bringing to Dallas. Uh, and also during that week, uh, we'll be posting interviews from the show floor. So all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. Thank you.